hey, 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 everybody, what's up? Welcome to another edition of A Power of Pops. Uh, coming to you from vacation land, D.C., Washington, home of the marmalade cotton candy. You guys know what I'm talking about, the butt trumpet. And uh, actually home to a lot of other people. Uh, I was came up here to do an interview with another gentleman from a band. Unfortunately, he wasn't able to do it. And luckily, I was reminded to, uh, by my friend Fauci Brown. There's your shout out. <laughs> he wanted a shout out. Uh, uh, he said, marginal man. And I was like, oh, shit. And I'm like, I'm a dummy. I need to see if I can hook up with one of these gentlemen. And I did. I hooked up with the drummer Mike. He was kind enough to let me in. And today... I'm here with, what's Mike? What's his last name? Yep, Manos. Mike Manos. Manos. I wanted you to say I don't want to mess it up. <laughs> yeah. I, I, never, I hate messing up someone's last name. Mike Manos. Manos, hands of fate. Yes. And uh, he was the drummer of Marginal Man, correct? Yes. Okay. So what I usually like to do with these is like um, anything else, uh, kind of get to know you. Yep. Um, where, where were you born? Uh, I'm from this area, so I was born in Bethesda, Maryland. So oh, wow. Okay. Maryland so Maryland? Yep. Um, grew, grew up in Maryland before moving to D.C. kind of thing? I did, yeah. I only moved to D.C. recently. Yeah, the whole time I was in the band, I was in, uh, up in Maryland. We were, we were the Maryland scene. Oh, okay. Like, you know, people from Virginia and D.C. Yeah, okay. We were, we were, you know, yeah. Oh, so it was yeah. kind of a little separated that way? Well, like, you guys had yeah. these little... Well, I mean, like, okay, so my first band, like, we were all went to the same high school. Okay. So we were Salt and Battery, became Artificial Peace, and then we sort of moved to Marginal Man, right? Okay. So, yeah. All the same guys? No. no each, each one was a... Yeah, they, like, you know, and uh, yeah, Assault and Battery was the first band I was in, which was uh, all from Walter Johnson High School. And yeah. Then, and then our guitar player, was, who was the bass player in GI, Government Issue, uh, went on oh, to wow. college. So he, he was uh, in Government Issue? Brian Gay. Oh, shit. Yeah. Wow. He was, yeah, he was, he was, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, it's so funny how nice. small the yeah. musical world is once you start talking oh, to people. Yeah, right, right. It's right, in yeah. very incestuous. Yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah, like, it's yeah, like absolutely. we really... Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we and then he formed Savage Beliefs in, in, Chicago, in uh, Chicago. So yeah. that, was, that was a pretty big band there, so... Awesome. Um, yeah, yeah. So when did you... So what... When you were in Maryland growing up, yeah. what was, like, say, 13, 14? Is that when you were, like, kind of started getting... Like when you heard punk music and it hit you and you're like, holy fuck, what the hell is this? Like what was the first yeah. thing you heard that really got you raring towards this kind of yeah. lifestyle? Well, um, yeah, I was, I mean, I was into like all, you know, sort of Euro, techno, whatever, yeah, yeah. progressive stuff in the yeah. 70s. Uh, there was a local radio station called WGTB-FM, which was actually, I, I've come to realize was actually formative in a lot of people's uh getting into punk rock because yeah. there was a show on that on that station it was a, it was a college radio station out of uh, georgetown university okay and uh there was a dj there named zyra who's still still in bands and around town and oh she, wow she did, a, she did the punk rock show yeah you know so she's it, sticking with it well yeah so you know it's funny because i realized so wgtb they got pulled off the air in 1979 um yeah because they were putting on uh, like ads for uh you know like for uh you know, abortion clinics and stuff, and it's run by Georgetown University, which is like a Jesuit college. So they, and they did a lot of political stuff too. It was a great station. It was a fantastic station. Don't um, get me started on the Jesuits. Yeah, well, you know, so um, right, 
right, right, right, right. <laughs> so they got pulled up. There was a big protest. I was there with Brian. And I, and I come to realize later, like like Ian MacKay was at that protest. I didn't even know it. But he, that, that same show, the Irish show, got like a lot of us. We were yeah. all listening to it. Yeah. yeah. That, are you talking about the one big protest that they had out in front of the White House? Was that one of the ones? No, you're probably talking about Rock Against Reagan. Oh, this, this, was was a, this was a smallish one. This is in this is this is like before. This is in 1979. Are you shitting me? Yeah. yeah so what was what was the what was the what was the feeling like back then in 1979 being in this type of scene and in the area? Like, what was yeah. it? Is it was it rough? Was it like did you guys did you guys face a lot of backlash from like people just because you were punks and you were trying to protest and like did you guys ever have to deal with like jocks well, and shit like that like yeah. fucking with you guys and you yeah. know making it you know how like how these poor young kids have to deal with the poser boys yeah everywhere you well, know you can't you can't go out like you used to it seems and protest something that you're against especially if you know humanly humanely it's wrong yeah you well, know i mean yeah i mean okay i mean in, I was into politics a lot in like the late seventies and yeah. stuff, but before before I even got into punk, um, you know, the scene wasn't like overtly political back then. It was more about like how you dressed and how you looked. And you know, I've heard of people getting you know yelled at and like fights and stuff in Georgetown and yeah. whatnot. I, I don't. I did. You never I, had to deal with that. I stuff. never did. That's I mean, cool. You know, I mean, to whatever degree, as far as being rough. I mean, yeah, they're all. You get called names and shit, but whatever. Yeah. I mean, it's not like we're like for the mean. I mean, most of the people in the scene were from like Northwest DC and yeah. Virginia. We're a bunch of like we're pretty upper upper class kids. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's be honest here. I mean. It yeah, yeah, no, mean, no, no, that's it cool. It was not yeah. a mean streets kind of a scene. Yeah. We we're all very politically oriented. Were your families, were your, was your family politically oriented? Mm, yeah, well, politically aware, they weren't like activists. How about artistic wise? Is that something where you get your your artistic ability or drive? Like, did you grow yeah. up around music and stuff like that with your family? Oh, well, my, my siblings did. I mean, they were all like older than me, so they were all like. You know, hippies. And my, brother, yeah, yeah. my brother was at Woodstock and oh, stuff. Oh, shit, so, okay. Yeah, so. He was there with my mom. <laughs> <laughs> right, right, right. Hey, like, like I don't know who my dad is. <laughs> like, yeah. like, what's that movie, Parented? I thought you looked familiar. familiar exactly. <laughs> yeah, right. yeah no, so, um, anyway, no, not, not, I'm not an artistic family, particularly. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. I grew up around music, playing Hendrix and stuff. So, yeah. So what was so, it that caught your eye and pulled you towards this genre? Well, okay, so I was listening to punk rock, you know, because you know, I heard it on GTB and, and, and you know, had the Sex Pistols and the Clash and stuff. So I would pull me into the hardcore scene. Honestly, I was in some class in high school sitting in the back of the room with Brian Gay and we were leaning our chairs back and, and he goes, hey, you know, do you, you were talking about like albums. He's like, oh, yeah. you own the Clash? He didn't realize I was into punk because I didn't okay. look at it at right, all. Right, right. Then he goes, I'm trying to form a band. Do you have a, do you have a drum set? We're looking for a drummer. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit! And, and, um, and I said, "No, but my brother does. My brother owned a set of drums. He's never a used it, right?" He goes, "Okay, you're a drummer." I never got, played a drum set. You ever. got pulled in. Yeah, yeah, I got pulled in. The first show, like Salt and Battery, I didn't even. I was like, "Blum blum blum,", blum. Yeah. you know. I didn't know what I was doing. I went home and listened to Blitz Blitzfree Black twenty times. Like, everybody, yeah, all drummers learned off of that. No song. kidding, yeah. man. That's funny. So uh, <laughs> anyway, yeah, no, I thought I got pulled in. So it was, it was great, yeah. But, uh, so that was the yeah the connection with GI. They they practice in our basement sometimes oh, too. Shit. So we had a connection with that band. Yeah. Kind of, so what really? Uh, what was your? So you guys what? Uh, Marginal Man started what eighty three? 
Did you guys all? Is that when it really kind of yeah I believe uh, coalesced so. as a band? Yeah, I believe so. Yeah, eighty three. That sounds right. Okay, yeah. Yeah, and so, so yeah. in in eighty three, we when you guys you guys met up, start jamming. When when did you put out your first record? The, or LP oh, seven man. inch something? Was it like? Did you guys try to get stuff out quick? Like like fuck this shit, let's do it, rock. Yeah, you didn't tell me it was going to be a quiz. I think it was '83. <laughs> yeah, so I mean, I, well, I looked up a lot of dates. Yeah, so I, I remembered yeah. some dates I could throw them at you. Yeah, I mean, so you know, I mean, like Artificial Peace had, had done some recording already at okay. Interior Studio. We're on the Flexer Head. We're yeah, on yeah, the, yeah. So, and then, so when Marginal Man came, you know, formed, we did this. One of our first big shows was called the Five 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 Show because we had five. Members like we had the second guitarist, which is a little unusual. But then, uh, Minor Threat had just added a guitarist too, so they had five. And then um, the prequel Faith, idea to Fugazi, yeah, Faith <laughs> played, yeah, Faith played that show too. And they had they had just formed or just added a guitar, so we called it the five because all three bands had five five members, oh wow, two guitar okay. bands, which was unusual at the time. Yeah, it was. It's kind of a turning point musically, you know, a little away from right. the you know, you know, the a usual more, just like three three piece punk band idea yeah and even yeah. the four-piece one you yeah know, like. yeah yeah like yeah right because when, when you added that other guitarist people are like are you trying to be artsy too? that's right yeah yeah because nobody i mean nobody did solo guitar solos or forbid yeah like yeah yeah 80, not 79 to 82 it was like yeah it was all just like bum, 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 yeah like that you know very um, very fear oriented yeah in yeah. that kind of vein yeah 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 and then it got you know it loosened up a little bit now marginal man was kind of part of that musically i feel like yeah you a were a lot of melodic more melodic that's what stuff. I liked yeah. about your those albums is yeah. the the, melo- the melodic aspect yeah. I mean yeah. most most bands I mean punk bands especially if they can pull off good melodies yeah you know yeah. like that's that's the part that makes your if you love music and you yeah. get that tingle yeah, that's, right. that's yeah. what like yeah. I'm getting now just yeah. thinking about yeah. you know yeah. like yeah. that's yeah. what that's what it's for yep. you know like that yeah. energy and that, yeah that's yeah. fucking awesome so it, was a, it was a cool time so anyway as far as the album yeah, so I mean uh you know, Discord was around. They, they, I mean, right away, you know, they were like, oh, okay, you got to record for us. So we did. And you know, Don did the recording, I'm sure. Was it Don Zantara? Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, that was, uh, yeah, that was. Uh, he that said was he, he yeah. I, from what I, when I interviewed him like two years ago, he was down in Gainesville. Yeah. Doing oh. like a playing an oh, acoustic okay. show oh, okay. with my friend. He did, comes yeah, down there a yeah, lot and yeah. plays acoustic shows. Oh, okay, all right, all right. And so I see him like once a year. Oh, really? Okay, cool. Yeah. And, uh. Great guy. He's, I'm actually going to try to get a hold of him later. Yeah. I wanted my friends like, dude, call Don. He wants to hang out. Hmm. And I think he's playing the 24th this week at some coffee shop. Is he? Wow. Yeah. Okay. He doesn't tell up. anybody. It seems. Like, I, every time yeah. I every time I looked on there, it's like he's not pushing it at all. And he just I, like true. I'm friends with him on Facebook, but I don't see a whole lot. So yeah. I, should, I should look that. Up. I have go, not seen him do his. Thing, I'm going to so. go, dude. He's fucking crazy. Yeah. He takes these guitars, okay. yeah. but puts. The wrong strings in the wrong areas oh. on the guitar, but he right? has, some guitars have three strings. Oh, weird. Four, and okay. he does this weird, nice. cool, like, folk music, but it's like <laughs> yeah. him. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, Don's like yeah. a character. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? There's this thing yeah. about him. It's like, when I interview him, he's like, nobody else would record the punk rock bands, so I was like, yeah, yeah I'll record the punk rock bands. I know. Yeah, it's just was, that easy. He was so weird. Yeah, he was <laughs> like this guy. He was just like the ordinary looking, seeming guy. Yeah. 
one of those one of, one of those really uh, nurtured the scene. Yeah. Yeah, 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 which is awesome. It's interesting. Last time I saw him was at a funeral for Skip Groff, who was the he did you know yeah the uh, the uh, owner of Yesterday Today. So he was another one of those. Yeah, I mean, a little bit older than everybody else, kind of a you know just a record geek kind of person. Yeah, really like nurtured and supported the supported yeah. you guys, which is cool. Oh. Which I think every punk scene yeah. needs. Yeah. It's yep. very important. You need those figureheads and, yep. and that elder. Yeah, that's right. That elder statesman, I guess you would say. Yeah. So, do putting out your first album, you guys did you guys tour the country a lot? Does was that yeah. was that your thing? You just got in the van and just. Well, we toured twice the whole country. Yeah. Um, okay. Yeah, but once after uh, after Identity came out, I guess I, I think it was eighty. Oh God, eighty four and eighty five. I mm-hmm. think were the two tours so during the summer. Okay. Um, those are just sort of you know go around country yeah. clockwise basically, um, and um, we did a lot of like out of town shows other than the touring. Right, like, like out of Detroit had a great scene. Yeah, we were constantly driving to Detroit. Oh, right know? on! Like, yeah, so that was that was a lot of fun. So so Detroit was a great scene back yeah. then. What was so like? What was it? A, I mean, because I don't know. I haven't been to the one time I went to Detroit. I was roading for Hot Water Music. Yeah, and that was back in ninety. Well, here's what Washington and Detroit had in common. They were both urban wastelands at the time. Time, yeah. You know, they were they were they were both like really cities that were not doing well. At yeah. The time. Yeah. And, uh, well, that's when the government yeah. wasn't putting money into cities, but the yeah. suburbs. Yeah, right, right, right. And now it's like the opposite with you know gentrification. Which is weird to me yeah. how they did that. It's such a weird. That was the way, That's the funniest thing because I'm a sociology. Yeah. I went to school for sociology, yeah. so I studied. You know. Suburbanization and right, all the right, all the right. all these things that were invented for yeah. whatever, but it's like, and now they're kind of the same people that did that are now the same type of people that are trying to get everybody back into the cities. You know, it's kind of like this you weird know. thing. And then of course, you screw the people who've lived here for 20, yes. 30, 40 years, yes. but because yeah. you bump, you're putting up some weird artistic yep. building yep. that looks like a museum and you're going to charge three thousand dollars for yeah. a 500 square foot room you know i mean where <laughs> i live i mean this is like epicenter here you probably know it's southwest it's yeah it's, like, and there's stuff everywhere yeah and yet there's still i mean there's projects right there and, yeah you know and yet there's and over there there's condos with that go for i don't know what and the wharf which is this insanely that's crazy compared yeah. to what it was the last time i was here yeah, right. It used to be the fish market's still there. Fortunately, they yeah. saved that be- only because people protested. By of the course. way, they would have they would have gotten rid of that. Um, but yeah, and then the anthems down there, which is you know the big yep. thing, right? So, so the um, town's changed in a way <clears throat> over the years. Probably that's probably come less. Uh, because I was talking to people, and there's a lot of clubs that aren't around anymore. Oh, my God. Okay, so last night, like right after I talked to you, I literally walked by the Wilson Center, what yeah. used to be the Wilson Center, which is now just a church thing or something. And, you know, back in the day, you could, that was a neighborhood. You couldn't even, you know, people would get held up and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Like that, right? So, and then Those the were the fun neighborhoods. Oh, my God. And then, <laughs> then with the 930 Club, that was, that was yeah. in, in D.C. space was a sketchy area. Now yes, it it's just like... Yeah, yep. I mean, you, you don't know, even want to go there. DC space is a, is a Starbucks, <laughs> literally, and nine thirty club is like is like a uh, you know a J Crew or something. Rest like in that. peace, man. It, it's just a it, lot of lost memories. You know, I mean, it's when are they gonna take? This is the one thing about stuff like that, like a nine thirty club. Yeah, it's old enough that it could be designated a historical site, right? Yeah, I well, mean, technically, how they state stuff like we because sh- like it seems like. Everything that I know in Gainesville that was punk to me has turned into 
fancy restaurants, yeah. Yeah. you know, yeah, all these yeah. clubs that could have been saved and could yeah. still be owned yeah. by young kids, like, trying to continue yeah. that thing. Like, I, that's the hardest part about punk rock, I think, for me. I've noticed it's become more of a, I think we all knew it was going to happen anyways, but a more of a uh, monetary yeah. thing for kids. Like, the hipsters now yeah. and the punk kids are a little bit different. Like, when I was... High, in high school, yeah. you know, we had 1,500 students, but there were only yeah. six punk rock kids. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, we got yeah, our ass kicked yeah. every day. Yeah. I was a latchkey kid, yeah, you know, yeah, like, yeah. so it's like it was definitely yeah. a different feel. The kids now that are punk rockers are like, you know, I live in Gainesville, so we get that new crop every six months. We get these new kids in with no tattoos, and then two years later, by the time they leave, they're wearing all black, they're tatted, and then they move to New York. Yeah. You know, and it's like, it's a weird, yeah. I don't know where the, the disconnect came in the punk scene where the older generation like say our our generation and even the ones below us couldn't keep that connection with this newer generation of how what it like the ideology behind it and the 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 movement and the idea of what punk was I think it's I guess you know the inflection point is kind of like Nirvana right there's pre-Nirvana right yeah yeah I I mean not not like it was their fault but you know after that people I think started Seeing it as a, you know, you can join a band and make it. Yeah. I mean, we didn't think, I, I couldn't believe Every That's what I'm saying. Toured, Did you even think that you oh would tour? Oh my God. I remember sitting around with the guys just saying, like, I can't believe it. We put it, it was like, oh my God, we played the 930. Oh my God, we put out a record. Oh right. my God, we toured the country. Oh yeah. my God, we made $500 profit. Yeah. You know, that's like, that's <laughs> crazy, right? Back then, yeah. that was amazing. We could, I could, Holy you know, shit, we sold 20 shirts at yeah, the show. I know. I could not believe how far we actually did go. And then, you, you know, guys then, did, you guys, it was a 83 to 88 was the full run? Uh, 83, no, we broke up in 86 or 7, 86, I think. 86, 87? Yeah, yeah, I think. And that was, um, was that a, uh, was that a group effort, or was that someone had to go, like people were growing up and... It was group, it was a group, um... Yeah, a lot of things had happened. I, Life I, changes. <laughs> I mean, I I I gotten a job like for full time. Like I graduated and got a job. So what did you go to school for? Uh, computer science. So that's what I'm. I am now. Okay, yeah. IT uh, stuff like or... programming kind of okay. like databases. My stuff, wife is so. a computer IT okay. person, right, so yeah. she she sits in front of three computer screens all okay. day for all her right. job. Yeah. So you know, <laughs> I've got three computer screens in the bedroom. And they're we're, we're gonna work on my house. Yeah. I'm trying to get her to start doing. Yeah, that. yeah. So <laughs> did you come here on the metro with a smart trip card? No, okay. no, I use the Uber. Okay, all right, yeah. I, I I don't. Yeah, I didn't. Yeah. That's that's what I do is is public transit fare collection systems. Oh wow. So, yeah. That's so oh cool. Yeah, it's actually a public good, so that's yes, nice. it is. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, what were you saying? Yeah, so um, so you, what were we so, about? yeah, yeah, you, we, we were talking about the nine thirty club and yeah. how everything has disappeared here. It has. It's sad, you know. It's, it's I mean, you know, it's, it's bad and good. It's like you know, it's not. It's, it's not a as crime ridden a city. It's a lot more money here. There's not more. more Places you can walk around and, and yeah. not be worried. But you know, on the other hand, we've lost. Where are all the record stores at? Yeah, you know, I mean, there's still <laughs> pockets of it. You know, so there's this whole movement. There's a really interesting movement happening right now in DC, not around punk rock, but um, I don't know. Do you know what GoGo? Have you heard of anything? This stuff about GoGo in DC? Uh, do you know what GoGo is? Uh-uh. It's a, okay. So it's this homegrown DC funk style. Awesome. Uh, there was bands like Trouble Funk and and. Uh, and uh, you know, backyard band. There's a, and it was sort of pioneered by this guy named Chuck Brown, right? Okay. So, um, in the '70s, more or less. So there's this connection, like it's it's a 
I, I'm not going to try to describe it, but it's kind of the slow down dance beat where they groove for like hours at a yeah, time. Yeah, yeah. They can really, just jam. Yeah, and, it, and it's it's a homegrown DC music, and it, everyone was always supposed to break out of DC, but it never did. So it's like really homegrown. It's, it's oh, part cool. of It's part of the, the, the culture of DC, right? So, and then there's a con- the connection, because actually there was a couple of punk funk shows where Minor Threat played with, uh, <laughs> with Trouble Funk. Yeah, and big, there was a one famous show, Trouble Funk, Big Boys, and Minor Threat. Try to find that video on YouTube, guys. Yeah, I don't. I actually, I found a lot of videos of you guys playing live on yeah. YouTube. Yeah, yeah. The old days. Uh, yeah. There was one. What was it? For, uh, you I think was it the last show you guys played in 2011 at the. Like, yeah, the reunion that, that, show? that was a reunion show. Yeah. Yeah, I watched that, that one. There were some yeah. older ones when you guys. I even saw this old interview of you guys like in a studio or something. Oh, that flip side one. <laughs> yeah, we're just goofing around. Yeah, that's that silly. was so awesome because that was silly, that. Yeah. See, that's what punk yeah, like, yeah. was yeah, when we yeah. were younger. You know, like yeah, yeah. we 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 were serious about politics, but yeah. we knew how to have fun. Yeah. We were being artistic. We were sharing ourselves. You know, that's that. Yeah. Then we were connecting with yeah. one another. Yeah. What is it about the? Oh, so oh, let oh, me finish one thought because yeah. I, I was talking about uh, oh, a go-go for a reason. Yeah. So recently, so and go-go kind of faded or it faded from. Okay, in the in the like in the nineties, there were a lot of like shootings. A few shootings happened at go-go shows. Right. So they people started shutting it down. They didn't play as much around. And but it, it still it still lived on. And then just about. Six months ago, maybe there was a, a store down on U Street that that would, um, I think you uh, was uh, like a, a Metro PC. It's just a, a, a cell phone store that would yeah. play Go Go. Oh wow! While it was open, like from ten morning to ten at night, they had speakers outside and they play Go Go. Okay, so somebody in one of the nearby uh, 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 luxury condos called and complained about it, and it sparked this movement called Don't Mute DC. Right, and it tied, right on. Yeah, and, and it, they ended up having there was a there was a protest there. Sprint actually owned the store. Sprint, you know, they they shut them down. They told them you can't, you have to stop playing your music. Then there was a protest. Then the president of Sprint said, "Okay, never mind. If you turn it down just a little, little bit, bit, keep you know, conform <laughs> to the noise ordinances, you can, you can keep doing it." But it sparked this movement that like then there was another protest uh, down in UC that I went to, and that was. Um, it was cool. They had all these bands that's playing in the street. And it's right in the middle of this crazy, like it was like 14th Street, right where it used to be like a really rough neighborhood. Yeah. Now it's like super gentrified. <laughs> and, uh, you know, it's turning into this political thing because there's, there's this issue with gentrification and, you know, like you know, people being pushed out that ties into the whole. No, true. Don't, you know, trying to, you know, because pe- people are moving in, they don't know what go-go is. They don't that's know what right. the culture of D.C. is. Um if you move to it, you know. this is here's here's a good. That's a let me let me say this real quick. That's a good example for any of you out there who are younger that move into a town. Before you move into a town, learn about its history. Oh my god, yeah. Especially if you're yeah. into music or anything, learn about what happened in that town. Take the time and have some respect for where you're going, and have some respect for the people that have lived there longer than you. Yeah. You know, like the, these people have lived there longer than you probably have dealt with worse shit. And you're coming into a town that's been cleaned up for you. Yep. So just realize the people that have been here the longest, who fought the hardest to make it safe for you to move there. When you move there, don't complain. Be yeah. thankful. Yeah. PSA of the day. <laughs> yeah, you know, it tie, and there's, 
there's, there's all these branches. I mean, underlying it is this gentrification. There's this other thing where, like, um, Howard University, historically black college in town, had an issue where all the people in the moving into the neighborhood started walking their dogs across campus, letting their dogs shit, shit. on the, you know. And it's like, you know what? This place is a historic. Formed not only historic, but it was formed as a safe space yeah. for African Americans to learn in a time when yeah. it was like, you know, so it's like this. They really weren't supposed dis- to. <laughs> they just didn't get, you know. It's this public space, you know, whatever, and you know, so that's another branch of this whole kind yeah. of like movement. That's and it's really interesting to, to see it happening because it's 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 good. It's a good thing to to happen, but um, it's sad to see the people with the disrespect. It. Yeah, it is in and a it, sense, and I don't know if it can be reversed. You know, I mean, there's they can do some things like the DC government woke up and listened and, and was like, you that's know, good. talking about. They, they, I think they just did an, uh, a declaration saying Go-Go is the official music of D.C., which is kind of, you know, just little things like that help. That helps. Um, no, for sure. Yeah, it's, uh, yeah, so, I mean, the, the, the character, yes, and going back to, yes, the yeah. character of D.C. at the time, I mean, it was, it was a lot different. It was a lot more, it was, it was a grittier city. There was a lot of crime. It was not a lot of money there. Yeah. Uh, there was a crack ed- epidemic. Yep. Um, and, uh now it's uh, now it's a lot different. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, you, yeah. Go to the, you go to those old places where the scene was happening, and it's just not a, not a different thing. It, it's, it's completely different there. Uh, so since. after Marginal Man, yep. um, what was your what what did you do after that? Was did you continue music? Did you did you uh, get did you still have you? No, no, I didn't really. No, I I personally dropped out. Of, you know, after the band broke up, um, I had recently gotten married. Uh, mm, okay. I, so I had a kid. I had my first kid in 1992. I had oh, three wow, kids. Okay. Um, so I kind of lost touch with stuff. It's kind of funny because, I mean, I told here, here's the extent to which I lost touch. <laughs> so one of Marcha Man's last shows was at the Wilson Center, and it, uh, Fugazi played. It was their first show. Yeah. I was like, oh, Fugazi, cool, cool, whatever. Um, and uh, I didn't think any more of it. I remember, like maybe ten years later, I was talking to somebody from one of the guys in the band or something, and said, "Hey, yeah, you know, Fugazi actually got kind of popular in the '90s." I was like, "Oh, that's cool." I didn't really pay any yeah. attention, and then like in like 2005, yeah, I don't. One of my kids was like a, a teenager, and they mentioned Fugazi. I'm like, "What? How, how do you know Fugazi?" And yeah. Like, oh my god. <laughs> I, did, I had no idea that they got big in the nineties. You got all. into that parent bubble. Oh, it's a bu- yeah, it's yeah. true. I didn't know. You know, I, I missed a lot of the. the I, I missed all of the post nineteen eighty six. You know, yeah. I mean, I watch. You know, Nirvana came on TV. I was like, oh, okay, when that guy's wearing a Scream t shirt. Hey, yeah, doing? right. <laughs> that guy's Dave Grohl. What's he doing? Yeah, exactly. What's he doing on MTV? Yeah, right. No shit. But uh, you know, that's about the extent of it. So yeah, I, I totally lost touch, um, which is fine, but. Um, I kind of get, you know, I just recently, in the last year, moved down to D.C. again and getting into the politics of it and seeing a lot of the, the old folks. I mean, there's still folks from, like, you know, like, a, you know, Skeeter from Scream. Yeah. I've seen a band, you know, I've seen a couple times playing okay. around town and stuff. So people are around. That's how I was wondering how many of the old school folks are around town or not from all the other bands. Like, Well, there's, there's quite a few. I mean, like, they... they um, uh, yeah, Skeeter's in a band with uh, with Mike Dolphy from uh, Black Market Baby and oh, sure. some, some of the other yeah. people. Yeah, so these, I mean... There, some of the guys are still forming new stuff, doing things. People are doing stuff, yeah. That's I awesome. mean, people are playing bands. Um, you feeling the itch at all? Not really. You know, I do play drums, but not... I play those drums over there, oh, <laughs> West cool. African yeah, yeah, drums. Yeah, yeah. No, <laughs> that, I mean, you're a percussionist. My wife has... Yeah. Uh, 
a couple the uh, the smaller one like a djembe or yeah, yeah. Wooden, yeah 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 yeah, yeah she loves that thing yeah, so it's yeah. like we i play it in, like there's a big uh, drum circle in uh, malcolm x malcolm x park on sundays and i play at that i think awesome. people just get together and whack yeah you know, like so, Sarasota anyway. has a big one of those every week on the yeah, beach. Yeah, yeah, on yeah, Friday night, yeah, like seriously, like yeah. 20, 30, 40, 50 yeah. people come out. Yeah, 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 yeah. Just hang so out. That gets, that gets my itch out. I don't, you know, whatever. I'm, I'm busy with work and stuff. Yeah, work yeah, keeps I'm, you I'm busy. Kind of a, yeah, and you're, you got you got kids that keep I you busy as well, right? Yeah, right, right, right. Yeah. So, well, well, maybe when they're all in high school, when they're all in college. Well, they are one graduated college and the other wow. two are in college. Yeah, oh, wow. I'm, I'm old. Yeah, they're they're. Um... You're not that old. You started young. <laughs> I started young. Yeah, that's true. Because a lot of the punk folks started like they kept playing, and then they had kids. so a lot of my Facebook friends from the punk scene are like, "Oh, here's my ten year old." I was like, "Oh, okay. I know four, I, I know forty year olds from that like, late forty year olds yeah. now. Are like, here's my two year old baby. Yeah. I'm like, oh, you waited a long time to do that. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. at least you got so, out of the way, and you can enjoy that. Your, you know, that, that there is out. an advantage because now I'm like, you know, the kids are old and old, grown up, and uh, you know, like um, they taking care of dad. <laughs> well, not quite there yet, but yeah, not quite there yet. But, uh, you know, but you know, some of their friends are like, "Oh, oh, wow, your dad's dad in marginal man." Yes, yeah. I mean, every now and then, some yeah, we weren't. That How bad. do you feel about that being rec- having that, even though it's been the period of time that it has having that ability to have that longevity, even though you haven't <laughs> done it done it for so long. How does that, I mean, as an artist, because this is one thing I also about this podcast is that the reason why I do is because I want to thank the bands and the people that were in these bands for doing what they did, one, for me and a lot of kids in the yeah. South. Yeah. Okay? Yeah. You yeah. saved me yeah. from, because I grew up, my family's Wrangler Durango Boots, dually yeah, trucks. Yeah, yeah. Everyone yeah, in my yeah, family. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm the fucking weirdo yeah, 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 kid. Like, yeah, what the yeah. fuck's wrong with him? Yeah, you know. Yeah. So no, it's I, like, I get it. Yeah, you that's, guys, that's you like, got your band, all these yeah. bands. Because see, this is '83 is when I got introduced introduced to punk rock and yeah. hip hop at the same time. Yeah, yeah. Oh, so yeah. I lucked out. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. I I got Beastie Boys and yeah. all these dudes from New York back yeah. in the day. Yeah. Curtis Blow. You know, I my friend went to New York and one friend went to California and they and for vacation they came home and they're like, dude, check this shit out. It's not country music. And I so, was like, what? <laughs> so like three blocks from here, they they did a pop up space for a um, for a hip hop museum, and Melly Mel came down. No shit. <laughs> oh my god, it was the royalty of hip hop. It was unbelievable. I don't know why it was here and not New York. It did this whole thing yeah, of like where would the hip hop museum be? But yeah, I was like, uh, and the the sugar. They hear Sugar Gang. They were here. It's like unbelievable. Dude, all the Trouble Punk was here, and like, oh my god, yeah, damn, it was, it was amazing. It that's was like really very amazing. early, early, late. I mean, yeah. that's late seventies, early eighties New York beginning. shit. Yeah, it was the beginning. Yeah, he did. He performed the word. It's like, oh my god, I can die now. I posted that on Facebook. I can did die. You? Now. Oh, I saw Melly Mel doing the work. It's like, and it was great. God, it was dude. great. Yeah. See that? That's the shit. See, that's the thing. Yeah. Like, what you're feeling yeah. is what you guys. Yeah. did for me yeah. in my years yeah. you know what yeah. i mean yeah. like it's that yeah. same thing and and i do this podcast to say thank you because you guys did something that wasn't looked at as anything but shitty yeah. by mainstream society yeah and you had a message and you questioned the authority in such a way that you made yeah. 
young men think differently than how they were raised. Yeah. So you caught a lot of people down in the South, and me, me and my Southern friends talk about this all the time. Yeah. Like, if it wasn't for punk rockers and you guys yeah. luckily getting out there, we'd be in the world of redneckness, yeah. you know? Like, we'd be stuck in this That's weird cool. yeah. bubble yeah. that... Because yeah. I, I never felt comfortable in that yeah. shit. Yeah. You know what yeah, I mean? Like, sure, I never... Yeah. I, it wasn't my thing. You know, like, it was like, I know I'm not in the country I can't yeah. I'm, that's yeah. only that's the only music I won't listen to like cause my, I grew up my grandfather that's all my grandfather Maybe would play Steve, Ro- Steve Earl I'll go back I'll go back to Patsy yeah, you, yeah. you know Johnny Cash yeah, you know Message yeah. Yeah, yeah, you know yeah, yeah, he had yeah. pill problems I yeah, understand so, yeah. <laughs> you know like yeah, yeah. he, he had know, issues I appreciate that though yeah that's what, like when people talk about how, how oppressed kids in D.C., punk rock kids in D.C. were. I was like, no, I, I mean, I think we recognize that we had it lucky. I mean, this is a political town, and we didn't, and, and it's kind of like in you L.A. or New York. Yeah. But, I mean, you guys in the heartland, I mean, I really, touring made me realize, and we play these little, you know, 15, 20 people shows That's, in somebody's yeah. basement, and it was like, wow, you know? We it's, needed it's that. everywhere. Yeah, we, we needed that from yeah. you guys. It was That's so important. Cool. It's kind of like you well, were, to me, I consider it, you were like my, these bands were like my stepdads. Yeah, yeah. Like the stepdad that was cool. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because <laughs> my stepdad, everyone's going to But, yeah, but yeah. you know, but, right. but you know, like it was like even though we're not that far apart in age, it seemed like you, you all, all these bands were so intelligent and had just the right things to say to make a young man go, listen, life is important. Humans are important. Uh, progression amongst humans is important. Unity amongst humans yeah. is important. Yeah. And these are things that only will help us survive as humans. Yeah, yeah. And that was something that I think a lot of punk bands don't realize that they did. Yeah. Because you're young, you guys were writing these songs and you were putting yeah. it out there, but you probably didn't yeah. realize you were going to have a life effect on a human being in the way, yeah, you know, like true. psychologically. We, we, yeah, it's true. We didn't. We didn't. You know, know? We like, got, I'm glad. Yeah, it's good to hear. I mean, yeah. Yeah, I mean, you guys are celebrated amongst people. Like, like me and my friends. Like, you got. I mean, all these bands. It's Southern kids. Just we didn't. Ha- you know, like, yeah. like you said, you guys had it. You had this ability to have all this. Yeah. You know, yeah. we were stuck. Yeah. You oh, know, yeah, it's right, like yeah. you're stuck in that rut thing. So yeah. I do this because of that. You know, and 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 because of all the hard work you guys put in. I mean, I just want to say thank you for doing that. And 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 probably. You went without meals, <laughs> you know. I'm sure you guys did a lot. Maybe some stuff on. Hey, man, I've been on tour. Yeah, it ain't easy. Yeah, it is. Yeah. <laughs> it was fun though. I it's mean, fun. I mean, it's not like it's it was hard, a hard as shit. shit. Well, yeah. Sometimes, would, if you hit a place where you think you're gonna get, you know, you hope you get a hundred bucks just so you yeah. can make it to the next show, right, kind of right, deal. Right, it's right, like right. you're always worried about. Those yeah. were the tough parts. I mean, yeah. there's a little bit of roughness that goes into like living that lifestyle. Yeah. It's hard. It's hard, but it's not a hardship. I mean, yeah, there you go. That's, it's in the wording, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. For sure. But, uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, it's not, it's not like we really sacrificed to do it. I mean, it was, it was great. I mean, for us, it was well, just like, you know, a time of our lives. Art is, when you share it, you're actually, I, I look at it as you're sacrificing almost a piece of your soul <laughs> to share with people. You mm-hmm. know, because art is, uh, is here. Yeah, and when yeah. you share it, you're taking a piece yeah. of that and you're putting it out there into the yeah. world. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So you give of yourself in a way that I think. I mean, art, all artists do that. You know, they give of themselves in a way that they don't think they are. Mm-hmm. And I think that's why art has such an effect on the people that love art so much. But yeah, I, but what I would add to that is, 
I mean, just from the few, I mean, I didn't write most of the songs, or whatever, right. the few cases where I, you know, I put out an artist, you know, I, didn't, I don't consider myself an artist that much. But yeah, yeah. You give it, you give of it, but it amplifies it. I mean, it's not like it's taking away from what, you yeah. know, you, you put it out there and other people connect to it. And, you know, especially in the world of music, you know, you're up there playing and it amplifies it. It notches it up to yeah. 11. And, yeah. And it's a shared thing then. And, yeah. Uh, so, I mean, it's not you're, like you're giving anything up. Um, but, uh, yeah, it's uh, it's good. I mean, it's, it's, it ended up in retrospect. It's funny, like now everybody's like, kind of this nostalgia movement of it or whatever I know it's weird how it's funny because five years ago when I started the podcast people did like all the bands I was talking about I wanted to talk to people were like there's you know like are they still doing stuff like nobody it's like doesn't anybody take the because me like I said I'm a very curious person I I like I'm constantly on YouTube all the time and I always go back and look at and try to find all these old videos and stuff of all these bands and stuff Because I didn't get to see them, you know. Like yeah, I did yeah. an interview. I don't know if you ever heard the punk band No Fraud from Florida. Oh, that sounds familiar. Oh well, the guy. Um, them. Yeah, you should check. You should check. You should. They got a lot of stuff on YouTube. You yeah. really like it. But Dan Destructo, the lead singer, he lives in California, yeah. and uh, he ended up roadieing for Fishbone for ten yeah. years. Oh my god. Which is wow. crazy. I actually did an interview with Christopher Dowd. I saw that. Yeah, it was I, I didn't such a. Do it, it's yeah. a funny interview yeah. because he was on his cell phone all the time and it kept breaking out because <laughs> he's in California. But like he, he he took me on his errands, so yeah. I went to the car wash with him. Yeah. I went to the weed store with him. Oh, like man. he he's like, is that shit legal in Florida yet? And I'm like, no. He's like, backwoods. <laughs> you know, like totally. It's like, oh man. So it's like I've been yeah. lucky enough to meet technically or talk to all. My heroes, yeah. you know, in 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 this thing called punk rock or whatever you want to call it, you know, like the label thing. I, I hate labels. Yeah. You know what I mean? I'm not a label person because I grew up with people putting labels on me, yeah. and I watched them putting labels on other people, like labels that weren't true. Yeah. You know, yeah. and always built on assumptions. Mm-hmm. And uh, so the the I I think that. Punk covers a lot to me. It's not just da, 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 yeah. da. it's you. It's Shudder to think. Yeah. You know, there's just these different versions yeah. of these artistic people that put out their thing to hit society in the way that they want to hit it and yeah. get their message across. Yeah. And uh, this yeah. is this yeah. is uh, the thing for sure. Yeah, I think the problem comes in when people start then. Once you label it, then people start saying, okay, well, who's the first punk band? When did punk die? When right. is it, are we punk now? It's like, <laughs> you get like, like blah, 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 blah. Let's not talk about the word. Let's talk yeah. about what came out of it yeah. is, is yeah. why I started doing it. Because I want people to know what is it that drove you as an artist and a musician to yeah. do that in a time when it was looked down upon. You know, it's like these kids, people don't know that shit, you know, like. It's accepted now. I mean, yeah. punk rock music is so accepted now. Yeah. <laughs> see, look at see. Every time I say it, yeah. uh, that's the same response I've gotten from everybody that I've said that to. It's so accepted, and even in my head, I have to roll my eyes. I was like, because I used to get my ass kicked for you know dressing the same way that I did in 1986. You know, like <laughs> you know, so it's so times. Yeah. Punk rock has become gentrified. <laughs> in a way, yes, yeah, yeah. In, in in a way, I think, and you could see it more. And I mean, I can, I guess, I have a, um, I have an ability to see it in a way, because of like how I can see the trend of like kids moving from South Florida. You know, like I said, yeah. uh, I was a cheerleader. 
Man, I'm a punk chick. Now I'm going to New York to be real punk, you know, and move to Brooklyn and stuff like that. So, I mean, I've been watching that for 10 years now. Yeah, yeah. You know, these kids that build up kind of like this, the scene points, you know. You know, you, you see, I'm sure you knew kids like that back in the day. They're kind of like, they were more, they weren't there to support the scene. They wanted to be like in the, they, on the scene, you know, like, check it out, on the scene. I'm so punk, you know, I like, guess, I guess. I mean, in the beginning, you know, back when going, you know, harking back to yeah. the early 80s here, I don't know, it was, there were maybe a few, but I mean, it was mostly just, everybody knew each other. Everybody, yeah. Everybody was in a band. I think that a helped a lot. Us. So like, almost an extended friend group. Less transient, probably, yeah. at that time. The smaller, I mean, it, you know, yeah, it, it, was just, it was small. Yeah. And that helped. Yeah, when it, things get big, Everything. I, I mean, everything's like everything. Things like get that, big. Yeah. Everything you know, gets watered down, yeah, yeah. for sure. So, hey, you know what? We did this short. Um, I'm not going to take up any more of your time. That was awesome. Yeah. I mean, do uh, you? Are you cool with that? I'm cool with it. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Um, Mike, man, uh, everybody out there, if you haven't heard of this band, go check it out. Go on YouTube and check them out. Please, Marginal Man, you will not be disappointed. Uh, Mike here, very gracious host, thank you so much for letting me in your home, letting some weird redneck from (laughs) Gainesville, Florida, very brave of you, in an open carry state, come on, (laughs) very brave of you, there's some weird, strange redneck in your house, so, no, uh, thank you for your time again, Uh, it really means a lot, Um, this is, I mean, Every time I do something like this afterwards, I go home and I do my little Buddhist meditation on the conversation and try to pull out all the, yeah. the, the amazing yes. things I got from it. Yeah. And, and uh, you're probably one of the nicest people I've met doing this so far. I mean, everybody else is there, but you're really chill and cool, man. I really appreciate you for doing this again and, uh, and talking about it and yeah. uh, sharing your that story with people who are listening and... Uh, um, I really hope you guys do a reunion show sometime. Huh. Yeah, well, well, you never know. You never know. Hey, people out there, all my listeners, if you start, you know, emailing, you know, messaging all the guys are marginal, man, you know, it could happen. <laughs> I'm sure. I'm sure all your fans would kill to see that. Yeah, but you know. Well. Life, yeah. life happens. Life happens. We can right. only hope. We can yeah, only hope. We can, we'll see. We'll I see. mean, I did tell Kim Coletta they were going to play the fest two years yeah, ago, and yeah. they're playing the fest now. Trouble is, <laughs> when you live far apart, you have to rehearse. So you all have to go to one place. One place, and yep. then you have to rehearse for a week because you know. I mean, you, you, you don't want to do a reunion show and be out of practice. Yeah, you want to bang it. You, <laughs> you want to get it right. Yeah, you get like it right. the one we did in 2001. We practiced, you know, several weeks. It was a good show. I watched the whole thing. It was like it was. It was weird seeing us playing live and having a good recording of it, like on digital. Because <laughs> uh, one never, part, right. everything before that was like beta max, you know, yeah. like tracking lines going across, totally. and like terrible sound. But, <laughs> yeah, yeah. But yeah, um, anything you want to share with the listeners? Anything that you're into? Yeah, like any any new thing? You got anything coming up? Anything that you do? Uh, uh, anything that you want the listeners? Do you want to tell the listeners anything? <laughs> you you this I, is you got a mic in front of you. So yeah, I, I don't know. I, if you're in DC, check out the uh, Don't Mute DC movement. Um, there you go. And uh, you know, listen to listen to new stuff. I've been listening to to a band called Death Grips lately. You ever heard of them? Yes. Yeah. yeah. You know, I listen to them. There's a lot of good stuff out coming out. You now. know, I, yeah, because they're not. I don't know if they're punk rock or not. I don't know what they are. Yeah. But, 
you know, when people say like, oh, you know, music these days, kids these days, it's like, yeah, you just expand your horizons and listen to that kind of stuff. My, my kids turned me onto them. Yeah. And, I saw, and then I saw them at the um, 930 Club. And okay. God, yeah. they're insane. Yeah, there's but, a lot know. of good. I've been I've been getting hit up. It's awesome on Instagram. I get followed by like all these Russian punk bands. <laughs> yeah, there you go. It's fucking yeah. amazing, yeah. man. Like yeah. the punk scene over there is sick. Well, you know, oppression breeds you know, breeds it, I mean, right? The Reagan years were great for punk. punk and, yeah, uh, and I don't the know. The Putin years are great for punk yeah. in Russia. Yeah, yeah. Go, go, go pussy riot, right? You know, <laughs> dude, like, those, they're I mean, doing it. I mean, that's they real punk stop. rock there, man. Dude, got tossed in jail. Got uh, poisoned, more than yeah. once. Yeah, I mean, like those are, ladies. Yeah. I don't know how. Yeah. More power to you all. Yeah, please, like yeah. everybody, support Pussy Riot in any way you can. Yeah, really. That's, the, they that's need. Punk. They need. That's <laughs> yeah. punk as fuck. Yeah, that's almost Gigi yeah. Allen. Yeah, you know, yeah. <laughs> it's like the, yeah. to the extreme. Like yeah. they'll do anything. Yeah. for it. So uh, again, Mike, thank you so much. Yeah, you're welcome. All and, right, glad uh, to do it. Yeah, man, and all of you out there listening, please check out um, everything online that you can about this show marginal man and everything that's happened in dc and again if you're moving to dc and you're a young person and you're wanting to see what the scene is like learn about it uh reach out and respect those around here who've been around long enough to uh give you a good word of advice so uh you all have a great day i appreciate y'all listening uh shout out to those listeners in india uh south korea north korea uh croatia all you all who don't I don't know why you're listening <laughs> to a dumb redneck from Florida, but I appreciate y'all so much. Uh, I'm actually work, um, getting an app pretty soon that's going to help me with the, my Latin listeners because I'm on this Latin podcast, really? but I don't speak Spanish, but it oh, gets wow. listened to and it gets Sweet. plays. So I'm, I'm going to start doing it in Spanish so I, so I could grow since they're already listening. Because Venezuela needs a lot of help right now, y'all. Oh, uh, yeah, there's another place. Right? <laughs> you know, like, there's a lot of places. Yeah. And don't forget, people, South America isn't a different country. It's America. <laughs> That's, it's just South America. It's part of America. There are Americans down there going through some shit. And us Northern Americans should show a little bit more support towards those people down there who are being oppressed by regime militant governments. Yeah. You know, because if you don't stop it there... It could move somewhere else north. You know what I mean? You have yeah. to put a stop. Yeah, I mean, the people got to stand up and put a boot down every yeah. once in a while and and uh, stand up to oppression. Yeah. Don't don't let them win. That's all. Yeah. So uh, this is a Power with Pops coming to you from the District of Columbia, Washington, D.C., the home. The belly of the beast. The belly <laughs> of the beast. I wouldn't give them that much credit. <laughs> Satan's way cooler. <laughs> So, uh, to you, Trump, let little Nick, y'all have a great day. <laughs> Peace. <laughs>